Hi, welcome to episode 645 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and whatever happened to Tumblr? My feed used to be filled with naked bodies and sex, and now it's just a bunch of cats in silly costumes. Well, the joke's on Tumblr. Cats in silly costumes turn me on. Every week on the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue with the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one, and uh, I'm still going. On this episode, it's Fantastic Four, volume six, number 10, released in May 2019, Neighboring Realm, written by Dan Slott and art by Paco Medina with Kevin Labranda. And we start an all-new story, but based on the cover, it appears, it appears to be a tie-in with some event called the War of the Realms. Not a good sign. I'm not, I'm not fond of crossovers. And whatever that is, I'm not reading it. If this issue makes no sense on its own, so be it. The story starts with Valeria on the roof texting the Future Foundation, who are off in space. It doesn't say who she's texting, it just says Future Foundation. Is it Alex? Is it Bentley? Is it Dragon Man? Who knows? Valeria tells them that she misses traveling the multiverse and seeing the stars. New York is boring, she says. Yeah, the, uh, that New York, such a boring place. It's so, it's so much more boring than the lifeless void of space. She asks if they found Molecule Man yet, or if they heard anything from Prince Arboro. And then we learn that she's not even texting, ba texting back and forth with the Future Foundation. She's sending the text, but she's not getting any replies. Because, you know, they ain't got no cell phone towers in space, in other dimensions. Across the street, on another rooftop, there's someone in shadows, it appears to be a girl, and she's tracing something that has been draining the neighborhood's power. Of course, it's Valeria and the Fantastic Four's headquarters. Back inside, a noise goes off, which Johnny recognizes as a smoke detector, and that's coming from Franklin's room. He hopes that Franklin ain't smoking anything. You know, that would be really cool if Johnny opened the door and Franklin was like smoking meth or something. Do you smoke meth? I don't know. It'd be real, it'd like be a real like Green Lantern, Green Arrow moment. Oh, but no such luck. Johnny goes in and he finds Franklin burning a book, which is only a book of sketches that Franklin made of people who live in the universes that he created. Franklin's hair looks like black now. By the way, I thought it was supposed to be blue. So Johnny tells him that uh, they need to go to a family meeting. Reed and Sue are still mad at the kids for their behavior in Arizona, and for Franklin for stealing Uncle Jake's truck. They're contemplating how to punish them, and for advice, they ask Ben and Alicia. What kind of weird shit is that? Two parents are about to punish their children, so they ask their friends for suggestions? That seems highly inappropriate. On the next page, we see Franklin's punishment. He's outside the building with uh, Alicia and Ben, and he has to work for a few days at the Grim Youth Center. Which is a tame, don't you think? The Grim Youth Center? I guess it's kind of like a YMCA, only for young men. Eh, wait a minute. Despite the name, 
The only people I see at the YMCA are old men. They should call it the OMCA. At the Grimm Youth Center, I guess they play sports, exercise, get all hot and sweaty, take showers. This doesn't seem like the kind of place that Ben Grimm would run, does it? We see they have art classes taught by Alicia, which that seems like an odd choice. Her chosen art me her chosen art medium is not exactly something she can teach to others. First, get the supervillain or superhero to stand still for hours while Alicia rubs her hands all over every inch of their tight, muscular bodies so that she can remember how they feel and make a statue out of it later. Oh yeah, let's see her teach that class. That'd be like some kind of Me Too shit. She'll get, she'll get tossed out on her ass. She suggests that Franklin help the kids with art class, but he wants nothing to do with art now, and would rather just clean up. What the hell is this issue? This issue is about Franklin struggling with his love of art? Something in 50 years was never a hobby or interest that we've ever seen before from Franklin? Suddenly he's an, a tortured artist? Oh my lord. On the next page, Franklin is getting bullied. There's a white boy, a white girl, black boy, and a black girl. Good to see some diversity in childish bullies now. They're picking on Franklin, giving him grief about being the son of famous people. Giving him the, oh, you think you're better than us. You think you're too good for us. Treatment. His right hand starts to swell with power, but he decides not to use it. You know, this scene is total bullshit in 2019. In reality, Franklin would have an Instagram account with millions of followers and YouTube videos seen by millions, and he would be loved and adored by idiot kids all over the country. Ben comes in and he breaks up the scene. Even with the thing there, the kids are real pricks. One says to Franklin, You better watch your back, kid, because I'm a Yancey Streeter, and you won't see it coming. Next time, Thing won't be around to save your ass. The kids leave and Franklin says to Ben, Great neighborhood you moved us into, Uncle Ben. Real friendly place. Ben and this other guy that works there are talking about what they can do to help the children fit in and get to know the neighborhood better. So Ben suggests an old-fashioned block party. And next, we see they got the street closed off and they're having a neighborhood party with Reed and Sue and everyone right there, out in the open. First of all, no celebrity would ever have such an outdoor party in public with a bunch of strangers out in the open. Especially celebrities like the Fantastic Four, who know damn well there's a bunch of people out there who would love to kill them and their children. Aren't they really just putting the lives of all their neighbors in danger right here? Next, Johnny is introducing Lunella, a little girl, and her parents, and Devil Dinosaur, to Reed and Sue. It's obvious from the hair that Lunella was the, the one looking over at Valeria uh, at the beginning of the issue from the roof. Linera Lunella brags to Valeria that she has been tested and is smarter than her dad, Reed. Ugh, please. Please kill me. Put me out of my misery. These damn slots issues are just keeping getting, getting worse and worse. She even brags that she's the smartest girl on the planet. Franklin is sitting over on a stoop with Izzy, the sister of Lunella. She wonders if Franklin is adopted because he looks different from the rest of the family. Yeah, great question. He has blue hair, but his parents don't. 
He must be adopted. He says he used to be the most powerful. He could create universes. But now, he makes nothing. She says nothing happens on Yancey Street. And he says, well, you guys have a dinosaur. And she says, okay, nothing much happens other than the fact that Lunella has a dinosaur. Ooh, they should make a book about Lunella and her dinosaur. Uh, let me Google this. Holy shit! There's, there's been a comic called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Who's Moon Girl? Oh, Lunella. Lunella, Lunella is Moon Girl, of course. It's run for 46 issues. 46 issues! Surely this can't be right. That can't be right. That's like Marvel's longest running series. Lunella. I mean, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I really am living in an alternate dimension. Now, as I said, it would be pretty, it would be very, very stupid to go to an outdoor party hosted by the Fantastic Four because you know 100% that uninvited guest of the supervillain kind will show up to bust up the party. And on the next page, that's exactly what happens. You've got some big giant ogres. You've got some flaming dudes on flying bug creatures. They mention stuff like Bifrost and Midgard. So Reed and Sue recognize that as some kind of uh, Thor shit. Johnny Flames on is ready for a fight. So I guess we're gonna get a lot of fighting while Valeria figures out some way to save the day by the end of the book. Uh, Reed tells everyone to be careful. These are magical beings. I thought they were from Asgard or Asgard adjacent. That's not magic. Ben says it's clobbering time and they start fighting. Reed tells Johnny they're demons from the fire realm of Mespulaheim and to see if he can extract their flames, which he does. And then he uses those flames to attack the big giant blue ogre. With a lot of the creatures being pushed back by Johnny, Reed has Sue put up a force field around Yancey Street. Yeah, like, screw the rest of New York. The FF are now protecting Yancey Street only. So the Fantastic Four start helping everyone go into the FF headquarters where they'll be safe. Valeria and Moon Girl are going to fight the invaders with pointy iron bars that Moon Girl pulled off a nearby fence. We see a couple of other kids trying to call the cops or the Avengers. It might be better if they just ran. Johnny is looking at the creatures and wondering why. Oh, why are they so interested in Yancey Street? Is Johnny an idiot? Why are the creatures interested in Yancey Street? Because the Fantastic Four live there. The Fantastic Four, they're so selfish, and they have such a disregard for human life. I've said this before, but their presence in New York puts millions of lives in danger. And it's never been more obvious now that the monsters from the realms of Asgard are attacking Yancey Street. And Johnny wonders, gee, I wonder why they're attacking Yancey Street. Oh, get a clue, Johnny. And then we see a group of Yancey Street citizens ready to fight off the invaders with all manner of weapons, canes, shovels, wrenches, sticks, and whatever's handy. It's a bunch of tough, no-nonsense New Yorkers. Is Yancey Street like the only neighborhood in Manhattan that hasn't been gentrified? Yancey Street seems like the kind of place that existed in the 1960s and 70s, but no longer exists in 2019. By the way, there's an unusual number of bald white men in this group shot. Like, shaved, totally bald. One, two, three, four. Four guys shaved, totally bald, 
in a group of 14 people? I think this is a big clue that artist Paco Medina has a shaved bald head. I'm just guessing. You know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna Google this guy and see. I have no idea what he looks like, so let's check him out. And boom, nailed it. Paco Medina, shaved, totally bald. How about that? Nailed it. So the creatures finally break through the barrier and the Yancey Street people are trying to fight them off. There's a lot of this rah-rah Yancey Street crap. This is Yancey Street. Someone knocks us down, we get back up. Johnny's like, this is where Uncle Ben gets that from. Without saying exactly what that is. Annoyance, stupidity, recklessness, I don't know. Yancey Street used to be a fun running gag in the Fantastic Four, but now that they're living on Yancey Street, it's insufferable. So Franklin, who loses a bit of his power every time he uses it, isn't that a bit like Spawn? He decides he's gonna go for it, and he uses his powers to defeat the creatures and save the day. Oh, Dan Slot, you suck. The Adventures of Franklin and Valeria, guest starring the Fantastic Four. And of course, the kids who were picking on Franklin earlier are now cheering for him. This is real, like, Saturday morning cartoon shit. Valeria realizes that the big communication device, device that she's built on the roof is probably attracting those creatures, and much to her dismay, Franklin destroys it. And in case we forget, this is a part of some stupid crossover event, the War of Kings. No, that's not it. The Realm of the Kings. I don't know. It's, oh, it's the War of the Realms. Well, that sounds original. So the Fantastic Four have suited up and they're heading to the Fantastic Car to go off and fight in the War of the Realms. Sue is worried about leaving the kids behind. Wait, has she been paying attention to this horrible run? There's, they've been the ones who have been protecting you, Sue. Frankly, I'm surprised they're leaving them behind. My guess is that whoever's writing the, the Realm of Wars, whatever, is like, Slot, please, leave the kids behind. We see Moon Girl has been left behind as well. And she has the absolute worst costume ever. And is that, is, is that camel toe? Okay, Paco Medina. That line on the crotch, very, I think it's probably unnecessary. Yeah, they're tight pants, we get it. But you don't need to draw that. I am not even posting that on Twitter because I would get banned. The kids say they're going to hold down the fort. Franklin and Valeria have their own FF uniforms. Only Franklin has an F on his, his symbol and Valeria has a V. And I'm still not used to this Franklin with dark hair. Is it blue? Is it black? You know how colorists always add blue highlights to black hair like Superman. So I can't really tell if it's supposed to be blue or black. This guy's been blonde for like 50 years. Suddenly, it's black. It just doesn't look right. And you know what? And by the way Franklin's face is drawn, it doesn't look like Franklin. Paco, Paco Medina isn't very good. There's no consistency. One panel, he has a round face. Another, his face is angular. Square jaw, one page. Pointy jaw, the next. So anyway, that's the end of the issue. Ugh, they keep getting worse. I'll give it a one star out of four. 
Why is Dan Slott so in love with Franklin and Valeria? I've never liked Valeria, but now I hate Franklin too. I just went to a comic book review website to see what other people think. People are ranking this as like 8, 9 out of 10. Is this something that middle-aged men like? Or is it children reading this book? Who is the audience for this book? Also, any comic where you have bad guys attacking for no reason at all, other than that they were attracted to like an antenna on the roof, well that's a bad comic. This is not good. It's not even bad in a good way, like, like the she-thing issues of the 80s. It's just bad and annoying and unbearable. I really do not like this. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about Moon Girl or Devil Dinosaur, don't ask me. Questions about this podcast or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download all the episodes at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Me and my best friends cruising down West End Street. Hiding from cops and driving circles around the block all week. Now all of my friends die. I don't West End Street. They say we're born to die young, but we just trying to live in peace. So maybe heaven is a ghetto with no guy.